Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service radio show, which is now in its 13th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8pm on Community Radio Station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a recorded interview first played on the 28th of June 2019 by Ian Salick with Yvonne Moon OAM. Yvonne is a much-valued member of the Rotary Club of Williamstown. Importantly, Yvonne is the District 9800 Rotary Program representative, hitting up a group in Rotary called ROCAN, which supports in a very strong, active way ovarian cancer research. This is 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and you're listening to the Rotary and Community Service radio show with Ian Salick right through until 8 o'clock tonight. I'm absolutely delighted this evening to welcome to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone a really hard-working, high-achieving Rotarian from Rotary District 9800. That Rotarian is Yvonne Moon OAM. I've been wanting to interview Yvonne for a long time. Well, for far too long, actually because what Yvonne does is a real inspiration in Rotary and significantly in the community. Yvonne is a much valued member of the Rotary Club of Williamstown and importantly in District 9800, Yvonne is the program chair and the founder of ROCAN, which is an ovarian cancer research program and Yvonne It is great to welcome you, a warm welcome to you. Thank you for the opportunity, Ian. I'm pleased to be here to talk about ROCAN and the program I started a long time ago. Well, you're such a passionate program chair uh, that we want to hear from you because it is such a wonderful cause that you've involved yourself in. And we're going to go through that with you in a moment because, listeners, it's extremely inspirational. Yvonne, As I always do, before we talk about uh, your particular involvement, your special involvement in uh, ROCAN, the Ovarian Cancer Research Group that you chair, how long have you been in Rotary for? Ian, I think it's about 25 years now. It could be a lot more, but um, about 25 years. Well, that's a very good level of service, an era of service, uh, and I'm uh, extremely impressed That'd be long service if you were anywhere else, but uh, good stuff. And I mentioned in the introduction that you're a member of the Rotary Club of Williamstown. Uh, What what motivated you to join Rotary in the first place and and why the Rotary Club of Williamstown? Well, way back then I had a business in Williamstown and was invited to join Rotary, which I didn't know a lot about. I did think it was a men's club, which probably back then it was. Um, So the local dentist, Ronnie Goldberg, invited me to join Rotary and I haven't looked back. There wasn't a lot of women in Rotary then, but there certainly is now. And what a wonderful thing that women are in Rotary because you are the exemplar of what uh, women can do in Rotary and you've done a... Anyway, we're going to develop that as we talk a little further. Um, How many members does Williamstown have? Uh, Williamstown has about 21 members now, um, active members, 
and we have four women in our in our club, which is fantastic. And is there a good mix of professions in the Rotary Club of Williamstown? I always ask that question because of people thinking of joining your club. They like to know what the background is of, of the membership, how it is comprised. Yes, we have. We have accountants, we have um, lawyers, we have uh, real estate agents, and look, a lot of retired people, but what we're looking at now is um, maybe getting some younger members with uh, all sorts of various professions to join our wonderful club. And I know you've got, for instance, a doctor who was the district governor, Dr Murray Verso, and I know he's a member of your club and a fabulous Rotarian. That's he exactly. He was and is still. So you've got a very good mix of people there. We and have. it is important, as you say, to really try and get some younger members. So if you're out there listening and you want to join a great club and you live in the area of Williamstown, uh, you couldn't get a better club to join. Uh, where and when do you meet? Uh, we used to be a lunchtime club, but we found that we would change that to nighttime now, evening meetings, that we may be able to get some more professional people to join the club because people work, times have changed. We meet at Pelican's Landing in uh, Williamstown, which is beautiful. Very Williamstown. Overlooking Pelican's the water. Yes. yes, I know where that is. Um, and it's uh, on a Monday evening at uh, 7 o'clock till 8pm. And um, if our listeners wanted to join your club, Yvonne, how would they go about it and find out more about your club? Well, I think the best way in is to contact myself on yvonne.moon at bigpond.com and I could pass on their details to our membership people and our president and uh, that's probably the easiest way to go. Just give us that uh, address it's again. Yvonne, Y-V-O-N-N-E, dot moon at bigpond.com. Great stuff. A great club and... Uh, how, how old is your club? I didn't actually ask. Well, we've just celebrated our 70 years anniversary. Gracious. Yes. That, is, that is really wonderful. Amazing. Really Amazing. wonderful. That's one of the older clubs in Melbourne. It is. Uh, I know the Rotary Club of Melbourne is just about to have its centenary year mm -hmm. in 2021, but uh, you would be one of the older clubs, wouldn't you? We would, yep. Now, Yvonne, let's get to your key role in Rotary District 9800 as the program chair for ROCAN. What is ROCAN all about and when was it established? Well, Ian, ROCAN is an acronym, which we have a lot of those in Rotary, which is Rotary Against Cancer. And it was established 19 years ago when I was president of the Rotary Club of Williamstown. Uh, I founded ROCAN with the club when my friend of over 38 years passed away from this insidious disease ovarian cancer and I thought what can I do to help and to raise awareness to women about this disease because back then there was nothing much about ovarian cancer so that's how it started actually. Was it one of those um, situations where it was swept a little under the carpet it was a it was a woman's you know, private problem and it was not really discussed or talked about? Yes. Was, was it hidden in, that, in those terms? Yes, it was. And thank goodness now it's out there and there's a lot more publicity and awareness of this incredible insidious disease. So what is the aim of your, your program? The aim of the program is to raise awareness to the silent killer, as it's often called, um, ovarian cancer and also to fund research into finding an early detection test, an early detection test that we don't have. Women do not have that. 
we have a test, we have a blood test, but it's not, uh, it's not reliable. So we need to have an early detection test and research is most important, but research takes money. And what are some of the early warning signs and symptoms of ovarian cancer? Well, it can become very confusing, Ian, because a lot of the signs are very similar to menopause, which is um, bloating and uh, unexplained back pain, which is what my friend had, a bit really bad back pain. Nausea, change in bowel habits, all of that. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I always say to my women friends to go to the doctor if they have anything that's not normal and get it checked out, even if it's nothing. You know, all those symptoms doesn't mean you've got ovarian cancer, but if it's, it's something that's not quite right, go to the doctor. It's well worthwhile having a check. Is there a specific test for it as such? There is a CA125 blood test, um, but uh, you have to get that early to, for, because most majority of times ovarian cancer is at a late stage. And that particular blood test, I know when when both men and women go and have a full blood test, is that prescribed as part of that? Is that when women have that test, is that part of that full blood test usually? Uh, yes, or is normally, it a special test? Normally you have to ask for that test, is what I'm hearing, yeah, right. for that CA125 test. It's not yeah. part of the, if a doctor uh, prescribes or gives you a referral to have full blood, it's not necessarily part of a no. full blood test. Why isn't well, it? You've got to you've got to just demand to have whatever test is available. You can have an internal test as well, but like I say, I'm not a medical person and I can't say that that's what you need to do. But you just need to talk to your doctor about symptoms that you don't know what's happening with your body. You need to know your body. Right, and you need to refer to CA125. Yeah. That is very, very vital information. Yvonne, I was reading a little bit about it and I was rather shocked. But you could tell us what are some of the statistics in relation to women's ovarian cancer. I think it's just mind-boggling. I had no idea. It is mind-boggling and it's quite, um, it's quite scary too, Ian, because one woman dies from ovarian cancer in Australia every 10 hours. And that is an awful statistic. There's 1,500 new ovarian cancer diagnosis every year. And that's why this early detection test is so important. Is ovarian cancer something that uh, occurs in a more prevalent way in different countries around the world? Yes, um, I did uh, do some research last year on the different countries in the world that uh, are highly prevalent with this and apparently Fiji, which surprised me, has uh, a high rate of ovarian cancer. Is that because they don't do enough in I terms of early warning signs? I think or is so. it something to do with climate or other factors well, possibly? What, it what could are they be saying? in the genes as well, but also I think that uh, in those developed uh, countries, there is not a lot of um, medical people that uh, know enough about it, I think. That's my opinion. So that's something to be encouraged in that area. Do you it have is. much contact? with uh, areas such as Fiji in terms of, of, of giving some advice to them or have they got anything set up there in terms of any rotary organisation in Fiji currently? No, not that I know of, but it's certainly something that I would be looking at in the next year or so about Good. how, with Rotary's help, we could do this to places like Fiji and do a bit more research on 
the areas that really need help in this medical field. Yes. yes if, if not, why not? I mean, well, exactly. it's just, uh, exactly. just absolutely vital. Mm. Well, Yvonne, thank you. I want to take a little break. And when we come back, uh, I'd very much like to find out more about Rokan's involvement in creating awareness. And I'm personally aware of what you do, but I know our listeners would like to hear from you about how you create that awareness about the condition. And also, most interestingly, how you go about raising funds for Rokan. Welcome back. This is 94.1 FM, 3WBC the voice of the inner east, and we're back talking with Yvonne Moon, OAM. Yvonne is the District 9800 Rotary Chair for a program called ROCAN, which creates awareness and supports financially in a very strong and active way uh, ovarian cancer research. Yvonne, how do you go about creating awareness? Well, Ian, you'll... Uh You'll probably laugh at this, but most of my ideas are about three o'clock in the morning when I'm thinking about after the last function, what will we do next? That just shows me your absolute <laughs> dedication or your insomnia, one or the other. Or madness. No, not madness. <laughs> so how do you go about uh, creating awareness? What do you do? Well, I organise dinners, like really gala dinners and uh, concerts and uh, many functions actually and our major fundraiser is the annual bike ride to the Rotary Conference which is enormous and has grown over the years and this year we had 30 bike riders volunteer their time. This is business people, Rotarians taking a week off work and riding a thousand kilometres to the Rotary Conference each year. Where did they ride to? We rode this year to um, uh, no, we didn't go to the multi-district conference this year. We rode this year from Sydney to Melbourne. Right, so this was a sort of a subsidiary event this year. We did, yes. Event this yeah, year. It was a little bit too hot for us this year with the multi-district conference in February, so we did it later and we rode from Sydney to Melbourne. But usually, is it not, it's, it's a circuitous route to wherever the conference is being held. For instance, some years ago, I remember it was in Shepparton, how did you get to Shepparton? That's right, the long way. Yeah, you don't, you don't <laughs> we never just go to the actual place we no. go. They like to go at least 1,100 k's, which it, it, takes eight days, seven to eight days, and I just admire every one of them. It's an amazing effort, and of course, what is done is that they're sponsored, the riders, aren't they? They, have, they, they register, they sponsor themselves, they get their kit and their meals and accommodation, and uh, they raise money as well. So... This year we raised nearly $75,000, which is amazing. It's a, it's a phenomenal effort. Mm. Tell us about the next district conference. It's not going to be a multi-district conference. It's going to be in Bendigo again, as it was some years ago. Beautiful Bendigo. Tell us how they're going to get to Bendigo. What have they got to do to get there? Well, Ian, we've, bike already, riders? we've already had a few meetings starting already with the logistics of how to get to uh, Bendigo. And of course, it'll be the long way round once again. Uh, 1,100 kilometres. We're going from Point Cook to Warrnambool to Hamilton, Horsham, Halls Gap, and then uh, back uh, to Bendigo. Effectively, <laughs> you're going west. You're not going north, north. to Bendigo. So that's what you do. You're sort of going around in a boomerang, aren't you? We you're are. coming around. So you're going west and then you're circling back 
That's right. Uh, nobody ever considers going direct to vinegar. No, they that, don't. No. That's not part of the fun. It's a bit of a challenge and it's a fun. It's a, shop, a social ride as well. I mean, we all get together and talk about different things at night and it's really, really a good way of getting people together. And like I said, there's a lot of... At the District Assembly, I had a lot of um, uh, inquiries about next year's ride from Rotarians, which is fantastic because there's probably about eight Rotarians ride now and then we the rest are from different organisations. And what sort of monies are raised per person? I mean, there's obviously different different sponsorship, but is yep. there an, an average amount that each bike rider usually brings in from the history of this ride? Well, normally we ask them if they could raise $1,000, which they seem to do on the MyCause website. But this year we've got one um, new guy, Branco, who raised over $5,000 on his own, which is just amazing. How marvellous. It is marvellous. But we have some really good sponsors as well, like Western Trucks and um, Sundowners Overland, and they put in $5,000 as well. So that's that's fantastic. So they, they, they uh, sponsor the ride as a whole, not necessarily individual riders. So the individual riders are garnering their own sponsorships, are they? They are, but also the sponsors that we've got ride as well. Oh, do they? Yes. Oh, so it's a good exercise. <laughs> it is a good, it's exercise. A good exercise, yes. And uh, are there mostly Rotarians riding or do you find that others join the bike ride? No, no, not all Rotarians. We've got uh, a mix of women and men riding from everywhere. You know, some, some are friends of Rotarians that want to join the ride and... Actually, yesterday I had an um, inquiry about riding who's... I don't even know where it came from, to be honest. So I'm sending him all the information, which is fantastic. But word of mouth is out there about the ride and challenging. How good. How many, on average, ride with you to the conferences? Well, this year was our record. We had 30. We don't normally have any more than that because we've got to be mindful of the safety and logistics of the whole uh, ride. Because it's not just about the ride, it's the support crew, which we have a very good support crew. Who is the support crew besides yourself? How well, many people are in support? There's about eight. There's myself and my husband, Fred. And there's Barb, who's Phil Purdy's wife, is one of the sponsors' wife. And um, there's Lexi and Jeff, another Rotarian. So they're all volunteers as well. But they also have to raise money to... to register for the ride. And what sort of vehicles are they in? I know you've got a, you've got a, a, a Rokan bus, haven't you? But we, what, are they, what are they driving in? Well, we, we have a Rokan bus which was donated to us, which I'm very happy about and very thankful, from um, O'Brien's Electrical. Um, so we've got that bus that we take every year and they have four-wheel drives, the other supporters, and we normally hire a truck, which is a cost, of course. And, um, and a, this year we had a, a camper van to make the meals because it's a lot easier yes, to get all those yes, meals out. Yes. You know. And is there a lead vehicle and a following vehicle? Oh, yes. Or do you sort of, uh, uh, sort, of, sort of go up the highway and one goes ahead and one falls back and goes ahead and you sort of stagger the vehicles up the highway? Well, how, do, how do you yeah, logistically run it? We do. We always have one, like, like either the van will be behind the riders or one up the front and we just um, just check out who's where because they're normally in groups but they do you know have a couple of groups sometimes that go different different areas that right. are faster than the old, the so other ones. So there's the odd peloton. There is the odd peloton. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's very well organised, very well organised. And does Rokan Yvonne have special status within 
District 9800. I know there are different um, programs or how they're treated within within Rotary. Do you have a special status? Uh, we have well, Rokane is an endorsed district program, and which has, means what? Which means that uh, district are supportive of the actual program, which takes a while to get that support from from a district program because there are so many. Uh, each club is autonomous, as you know, and have different programs. So. I'm happy to say that we are endorsed by by district, and each district governor looks at each program. And what do you get from district by being an endorsed program? Uh, look, we do have DGR status. I have to say, Ian, we are a tax deductible charity as well, which deductible is good. Deductible gift recipient status. Yes, yes. we have. And uh, look, we get support from the the um, incoming and outgoing district governors. I mean, it took a while for me to get on stage and be presented with the bike riders. Like I said, there are um, so many great programs in Rotary, but we're, we're very thankful that we've been asked to be on stage and presented because I think these bike riders do a sensational job. They very much do, and I know at the start of these conferences, uh, often on the opening night, the Friday night, there's a cocktail party and I know the, the riders arrive and there's a lot of emotion when they arrive. And I know there's some collection of funds from those attending and you do pretty well out of that as well in terms of topping up the sponsorship, don't you? Yes, we do. We didn't have that this year because we didn't ride to the conference. So no. that, that was um, normally we get about two and a half, three thousand dollars from the helmets that they hold out at the conference and get the de donations. And that's very important to top up our, our fundraising. But this year we, uh, we didn't get that. But next year we'll be out there. Don't you worry. <laughs> Now, you've mentioned the bike rides and you also briefly mentioned some of the dinners and other functions. Just tell us a little bit more about the, the other functions as well as the bike rides. Well, I also am available to speak at many Rotary Clubs as well to raise awareness and I always think it's important at the start of the Rotary year um, that uh, I make contact with the presidents and community chairs to go to different clubs to talk and I'll go anywhere to talk about Rokan and... Um, I'm doing that at the moment. But I've just organised a big fashion parade, something I haven't done before. Well, where, where and when is that? Now <laughs> well, we've had that. We've, we've just had that. Had that. that is was it going a, to be an annual event? I'm thinking about it, Ian. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was huge. And it was very, very good. That was all volunteers as well. And that was showcasing local businesses, which is very important as well. And... Um, Everyone said it was a fabulous night, and it was, so I probably will do it again. Where was it held? It was held at Club Italia in Sunshine, Yes. next to the Sunshine Hospital there. Right. What a, what a great uh, night that must have it been. It was a fabulous night, yeah. Was it, was it a dinner or a cocktail event? Or? We just had finger food, yes. and then we had the big catwalk and, and the models, and it was just, we had a couple of children as well, and it was a great, oh, great good, night, good, and raised good money stuff, as well. Good stuff. But on August the 25th, we will be having a concert at the same place, Club Italia. And our, our main star is Jimmy Couples. Now, Jimmy Couples came second on The Voice a couple of years ago. So he does a tribute to Tom Jones. Oh, And it's amazing. Wonderful. He's amazing. So that ad will be going up on Facebook very soon uh, to book for Jimmy Couples from 3 to 6 on a Sunday on August 25. What a great idea. Mm. Do you have a... a, a costs for that already? Uh, that'll be $30. Yes. It's, it's um, affordable. And also Johnson Peters. A lot of people would know Johnson oh, Peters yes, from yes. years back. Yes, yes, He's I do. He's the creative I director do. of John uh, of the program. And he'll be doing a bit of a, 
a song as well. That's a great event. Well, closer to that event, uh, we'll certainly publicise that on uh, 94.1. That would be great. Uh, FM, 3WBC, so we'll keep that well in mind. Fabulous. Uh, are there any other activities that you undertake besides fashion shows <laughs> and, and uh, singing concerts? Um, no, look, we've done a lot. Like I said, we've done the concerts, the dinners, and, and um, for the amount of work that goes into the dinners for the return, we, we, you know, we, the, the bike ride is our major, major fundraiser. And we're trying these intimate concerts as well that we might get um, a few along, which we hope we do. And speaking of Johnson Peters, he's now an ambassador for Rocan, which is fantastic. You've done very, very well co-opting. Somebody as well known as well. He, he produced and directed with Michael Yule a CD called Fight for Life, and it's an amazing song. It's an amazing song, specifically for Ocan. So I'm very grateful for him for that. Uh, well, you're a dynamo, and what you've <laughs> done to, as I say, arrange for that to happen. To date, what has been raised by Rocan? Have you got an estimate of? Well, it would be more than an estimate. You'd have a figure now, wouldn't you? I do have a figure, and I'm very pleased to say over all those years, we've been able to raise over $1 million. Isn't that marvellous? And that's million. without any corporate support, and which is amazing. That is excellent. So where have those funds been applied to date, Yvonne? Uh, well, we've managed to fund four PhD students at the Royal Women's Hospital. We, we were happy enough to please to get an... Australian Rotary Health grant as well to match that. We've funded research at the University of Queensland, another, another PhD student. Purchased uh, six chemotherapy chairs for, the, for patients at the Olivia Newton-John Cancer Wellness Centre because I went out there and had a look and I thought, gee, some of these um, medical equipment needs to be replaced. So they've just brought in updated, updated new chairs that the yeah. patient just lies down on it. So we we purchased six of those from one of the bike ride funds um, and we've given money to the Austin and the ONJ Cancer Centre. We've given it to Ovarian Cancer Australia, the Women's Cancer Foundation, uh, the Professor Laparta Cancer Probe Research Program. And look, Ian, I'm very mindful about where the funds go and I request a report from these organisations every six months so that I know that the money's not going into the big pool of admin and costs and... Uh, Rocan does not pay any admin costs. So by the way. very important. So a very. genuine application of funds Absolutely. to do the work that it's in, is intended. Intended. Yeah. I think that's very very important. And I know Rotary is very very um, fierce on that accountability. Absolutely. And uh, you are with your Rocan program as well. Mm. It has to be that way because that that creates a genuine support factor going ahead. Uh, funds to date have been applied told us that, mm -hmm. but what's ahead? Where uh, are you going to uh, apply funds in the future? Have you got any programs coming up or anything different? Uh, yes, I have. Um, my focus will always be for research into ovarian cancer because that is my passion. But now I have another passion, is to build a cancer wellness centre in the western suburbs at Werribee. And we've raised further funds to purchase a block of land, which we've done without any corporate help, I keep saying. Now I need to raise funds for this much needed house. Um, the land will be will be released in two months time. What are you calling it? Well, we're hopefully at the Cancer Wellness Centre, the Rotary, yes, Can yes. Rotary 
Rocaine Cancer Wellness Centre. Will it just be for women? No, it'll be for men and women. Right. Diagnosed with all forms of cancer. So this is a little bit of branching out in terms of supporting both men and women. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And the house will accommodate up to eight families for men and women. It will be for day patients only, Ian, that are having treatment at our major hospitals, but mainly coming down from the regional areas like Bendigo, Ballarat, all around those areas. Because what I've found through talking to people in those areas is when they're coming down from the country to support their loved ones that are going through treatment, they can't afford to stay at the hotels at two, $300 a night. So this will be very similar to Camp Getaway, I suppose you could say, or Ronald McDonald House, or the Fight Cancer Foundation, where people can stay at a reasonable cost and um, support their loved ones while they're going through this traumatic time. It's a beautiful idea, Yvonne. Great idea. It's a beautiful idea, idea. and uh, you are going to be a champion in that, I'm sure. I will be, and uh, with that we're offering some services as well, which will be like yoga, music, art, therapy, relaxation, men talking to other men about problems that they have which they don't do, uh, legal, financial assistance, all that downstairs in, a, in a, a homely environment, not like a hospital is what I'm looking for. So, so very good. What sort of timing? Uh, is involved in all of this? Well, and I'd like to do it like really soon next year, but we've got to raise a little bit more money yet and I've got to find a, someone to help build the house. And I think once we start doing that, we'll get a lot of support once we've got something concrete to, to sell. Well, that leads me, Eve, on to my next question. How can our listeners, both Rotarian listeners and non-Rotarians, go about helping you further to do just this sort of thing for a cancer wellness house? Well, um, they can uh, donate at the Keeler East Community Bendigo Bank, which is where um, our, all of our funds go to. And they're one of our great sponsors of the things that we do, the functions we do, Bendigo, Bendigo Community Bank, they're fantastic. And uh, we've also got, also got a MyCause site, which is mycause.com. They can donate to there. MyCause.com. My Look, uh, Yvonne, to hear what you're doing and what you've created is um, just wonderful, absolutely wonderful. No other word for it. The dedication and the passion is there. And um, I want to thank you, Yvonne Moon, OAM. Thank you for joining us uh, this evening on the Rotary Radio Show and really thank you for what you do, uh, which is just marvellous. You really are, and I know in Rotary you are, but I'll say it, you're fully deserving of the enormous praise that you receive inside Rotary and of course outside in the community and that's already been recognised by you being awarded the OAM, the Order of Australia Medal, fully, fully deserved <laughs> I might say and uh, you really are Yvonne, a fine example in Rotary of a Rotarian putting service above self. As I said right at the start of this interview you are an exemplar of that particular activity more power to you, as I say to many of our interviewees. I hope that every success comes your way and that your Cancer Wellness House becomes a reality as soon as it can be. Thank you so much, Ian, for the opportunity and I'm very pleased to be here to promote and talk about the Wellness Centre and ovarian cancer research and thanks again. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. 
More podcasts can be found on iTunes by typing into your browser Rotary Radio Doing Good in Victoria or alternatively by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.